Innocent at Large by Paul Anderson and Karen Anderson. Part 2. Perry was tall. Perry was slim. Perry smoldered when she walked and exploded when she stretched. Her apartment was ivory and ebony. Her sea-green dress was poured on, and the neo-sino mode had obviously been engineered to her personal specifications. She waved twelve inches of jade cigarette holder, lifted her glass and murmured throatily, To you, Pete, to Mars. I, I, stammered Matheny. He raised his own glass. It slapped over. Oh, damn, I mean, gosh, I'm so sorry. No harm done. You aren't used to our gravity yet. Perry extended a flawless leg out of her slit skirt and turned it about on the couch, presumably in search of a more comfortable position. And it must seem terribly cramped here on earth, Pete, she continued, after roaming the desert, hunting, sleeping under the twin moons. Two moons. Why, what girl could resist that? Oh, well, as a matter of fact, the moons are barely visible, floundered Matheny. Must you spoil my dreams, she said. When I think of Mars, the frontier, where men are still men, why, my breast swells with emotion. Ah, uh, yeah, Matheny gulped. Swell, yeah. She leaned closer to his chair. Now that I've got you, don't think you'll get away, she smiled. Alive, Martian. Trapped. Duran looked at his watch. Well, he said, I've got to get up tomorrow, so I'd better run along now. Tata, said Perry. Matheny rose. She pulled him down beside her. Oh, no, you don't, Mars lad. I'm not through with you yet. But, 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 said Matheny. Duran chuckled. I'll meet you on the terrace at fourteen hundred hours tomorrow, he said. Have fun, Pete. The door closed on him. Parry slithered toward her guest. He felt a nudge and looked down. She had not actually touched him with her hands. Gus is a good squiff, she said. But I wondered if he'd ever go. Why, why, what do you mean? croaked Matheny. Haven't you guessed? She kissed him. It was rather like being caught in a nuclear turbine with soft blades. Matheny, said Matheny. You represent your planet. Matheny, said Matheny. Shut up. Time passed. Have another drink, said Perry, while I slip into something more comfortable. Her idea of comfort was modest in one sense of the word. A nightdress, or something like a breath of smoke, and a seat on Matheny's lap. If you kiss me like that just once more, she breathed, I'll forget I'm a nice girl. Matheny kissed her like that. The door crashed open. A large man stood there, breathing heavily. What are you doing with my wife? he bawled. Sam, screamed Perry. I thought you were in Australia. And he said he might settle out of court, finished Matheny. He stared in a numb fashion at his beer. He'll come to my hotel room this afternoon. What am I going to do? It is a great shame, said Duran. I never thought, you know. He told everybody you'll be gone on business for weeks yet. Pete, 
I am more sorry than I can express. If he thinks I'll pay his miserable blackmail, bristled Matheny, he can take his head and stick. Durand shook his own. I am sorry, Pete, but I would pay if I was you. He does have a case. It is too bad he just happened to be carrying that loaded camera, but he is a photographer, and our laws on earth are pretty strict about unlicensed correspondence. You should be heavily fined as well as deported, plus all the civil damage claims and the publicity. It would ruin your mission, and even make trouble for the next man Mars sent. But, stuttered Matheny, but it's a badger game. Look, said Durand. He leaned over the table and gripped the Martian's shoulder. I am your friend, see? I feel real bad this happened. In a way, it is my fault, and I want to help you. So let me go talk to Sam Went. I will call him off if I can. I will talk down his figure. It will still cost you, Pete, but you can pad your expense account, can't you? So we will both come see you today. That way there will be two people on your side. You and me, and Sam will not throw his weight around that much. You pay up in cash, and it will be the end of the affair. I will see to that, pal. Matheny stared at the small, dapper man. His aloneness came to him like a blow in the stomach. At two, Brute, he thought. He bit his lip. Thanks, Gus, he said. You're a real friend. Sam blocked the doorway with his shoulders as he entered the room. Durand followed like a diminutive tug, pushing a very large liner. They closed the door. Matheny stood up, avoiding Sam's glare. Okay, you louse, said Sam. You got a better pal here than you deserve, but he ain't managed to talk me into selling for nothing. Let me get this. I mean, well, said Matheny. Look, sir, you claim that I, I mean that your wife and I were, well, we weren't. I was only visiting. Stow it, stow it, Sam towered over the Martian. Shoot it to the moon. You had your fun. It'll cost you one million dollars. One mil? But, Gus, wailed Matheny, this is out of all reason. I thought you said... Durand shrugged. I'm sorry, Pete. I could not get him any farther down. He started asking fifty. You better pay him. No, Matheny scuttled behind a chair. No, look here. I, Peter Matheny of the Martian Republic, declare you are blackmailing me. I'm asking compensation for damages, growled Sam. Hand it over, or I'll go talk to a lawyer. I ain't blackmail. You got your choice, don't you? Matheny wilted. Yes. A megabuck isn't so bad, Pete, soothed Duran. I personally will see that you earn it back in. Oh, never mind. Tears stirred in Matheny's eyes. You win. He took out his checkbook. None of that, rapped Sam. Cash, now. But you claim this was a legitimate... You heard me. Well, could I have a receipt? Begged Matheny. Sam grinned. I just thought I'd ask, said Matheny. He opened a drawer and counted out one hundred ten-kilo-buck bills. There, and, and, and I hope you choke on it. Sam stuffed the money in a pocket and lumbered out. Duran lingered. Look here, Pete, he said. I will make this up to you, honest. All you gotta do is trust me. Sure, Athene slumped on the bed. Not your fault. Let me alone for a while, will you? Listen, I will come back in a few hours and buy you the best dinner in all the protectors and sure, said Athene. Sure. Duran left, closing the door with great gentleness. He returned at 17.30, entered, and stopped dead. The floor space was half taken up by a screen and a film projector. What happened, Pete? he asked uncertainly. Matheny smiled. I took some tourist movies, he said. 
self-developing soundtrack film. Sit down and I'll show you. Well, thanks, but I'm not so much for home movies. It won't take long, please. Duran shrugged, found a chair and took out a cigarette. You seem pretty well cheered up now, he remarked. That is a spirit I like to see. You've got to have faith. I'm thinking of a sideline business in live photography, said the Martian. Get back my losses of today, you know. Well now, Pete, I like your spirit, like I say. But if you're really interested in making some of that old bar room, and I think you are, then listen. I'll sell prints to people for home viewing, went on Matheny. I'd like your opinion of this first effort. He dimmed the transparency and started the projector. The screen sprang into colored motion. Sam Went blocked the doorway with his shoulders. Who knows, I might even sell you one of the several prints I made today, said Matheny. Okay, louse, said Sam. Life is hard on Mars, continued Matheny in an idle tone, and we're an individualistic culture. The result is pretty fierce competition, though on a person-to-person rather than organizational basis. All friendly enough, but... Oh, by the way, how do you like our Martian camera technology? I wore this one inside my buttonhole. Duran in the screen shrugged and said, I am sorry, Pete. Duran in the chair stubbed out his cigarette very carefully and asked, How much do you want for that film? Would a mega buck be a fair price? inquired Matheny. Uh-huh. Of course, I am hoping Sam will want a copy, too. Duran swallowed. Yeah. Yes, I think I can talk him into it. Good. Matheny stopped the projector. He sat down on the edge of the table, swinging one leg and lit his pipe. Its bowl glowed in the dimness like the eye of a small demon. By the way, he said irrelevantly, if you check the newcast tapes, you'll find I was runner-up in last year's all-martian pistol contest. It's a tough contest to win. There were no bad shots on Mars. Survival of the fittest, you know. Duran wet his lips. Uh, no heart failings. No, none at all. But say, in case you are, well, you know, looking for a slipstring, what I came here for was to tell you I have located the very guy you want. Only he is in jail right now, seeing it will cost... Oh, no, groaned Matheny. Not the certest prospector. Kids are taught that swindle in kindergarten. Duran bowed his head. We call it the Spanish prisoner here, he said. He got up. I will send the price of those films around in the morning. You'll call your bank and have the cash new mold here tonight, said Matheny. Also, Sam's share. I dare say he can pay you back. No harm in trying, was there? asked Doran humbly. None at all, Matheny chuckled. In fact, I'm grateful to you. You helped me solve my major problem. Oh, I did what? How? I'll have to investigate further, but I'm sure my hunch will be confirmed. You see, we Martians have stood in awe of Earthmen. And since for a long time there's been very little contact between the two planets, except the purely official, impersonal sort, there's been nothing to disabuse us. It's certainly true that our organizations can't compete with yours, because your whole society is based on organizations. But now, by the same token, I wonder if your individuals can match ours. Ever hear of the third moon? No? The whipsaw play? The aqueduct screes? Good lord, can't you even load a Daryl set? Matheny licked his chops. So there's a Martian export to Earth. Martian conmen. I tell you this under security, of course. Not that anyone would believe you till our boys walk home with a shirt off the terrestrial back. He waved an imperious pipe stem. Hurry up and pay me, please. 
I have a date tonight with Perry. I just called her up and explained the situation, and she really does seem to like Martians.'